Welcome back to Kenny and the Coaches. On today's episode, I talk with Bing Cross Country and Track Coach Josh Sawyer. Coach Sawyer and his cross country girls won the cross country state championship this past fall. I love having track and cross country coaches on because I love to talk about running. So let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Coach Josh Sawyer. All right, Coach, thanks for taking time uh, to visit with me a little bit. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Now, for those that may not know, because honestly, I mean, I've lived, I grew up in, in Tatum's, Oklahoma, which is, I went to school at Fox, which is kind of near Ardmore. Uh, and I've always heard of Bing, but I never actually knew where Bing was. Where is Bing, Oklahoma? So Bing is actually, the school district itself is on the northern side of Ada. Uh, the school is about eight miles north of Ada. Okay. All right. Is it kind of hidden? <laughs> Because I've kind of been all that direction, but I've never – I think I've actually seen a sign that says being this way, but I've never actually turned and and went through it. Yeah, I believe it was uh, about 2005, 2004, they built the new highway. Um, Before then, the old highway actually went through Bing. Ah. Uh, The new highway goes around it, so you kind of bypass it. Okay. All right. Learn something every day. (laughs) (laughs) I I coached this past past fall, you and your girls uh, won the first ever state – championship and cross country at being kind of describe that moment when you and your girls kind of realized that you were state champs no it was, it was unreal um so I, we always knew we had the potential this year um honestly going into this year it's back up a little bit going into this year i was thinking this year was going to be a rebuilding year um last year i graduated five of my top seven girls and so i only brought back two wow and i had a couple eighth grade girls coming up and it's like, all right, we've got four. I need, I need my fifth, and so had two other girls that during the summer decide they didn't want to run cross country. So I'm like, all right, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm scrambling. I'm, who can I get that's going to help, help this team out? Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking of the athletes we had at Bing. And I'm like, who is competitive? Who's athletic? And one name kept popping, on, popping in my mind. And so uh, Lana Cooper, who's our starting point guard, and she's also one of the. Uh, star softball players at Bing. Um, so I get a hold of my number one runner, and I say, hey, I need you to talk to Alana. I need you to convince her to run. And so it happened. Alana was sitting right next to her when I sent her that text. <laughs> and two minutes later, Alana was on board. She's like, yeah, I'll do it. So we had five. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, we're, we should be able to do something with that. Uh, still thinking it's a rebuilding year, um, but we should still be competitive. And then right as school's starting, my secretary of my athletic director comes up to me and she's like, hey, there's this girl that plays softball. Um, she can run for days. She, you need to try to get her. Yeah. And so I go talk to the softball coach and he tells me, he's like, yeah, she's she's not the best softball player, but she's fast. And so I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I go and talk to her and convince her to come out and run. First me of the year, I'm like, you know, just just try to hang with my number two runner and see see how you feel. She ends up out kicking my number two, and by the end of the about halfway through the season, she's beat my number one, who's a two-time state champ. <laughs> and so, wow. at that point is when I realized, you know, we can actually do this this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so go back to the state meet. We, uh, I, I, I told them at the beginning of the race, I said, "Hey, don't try to win this in the first mile." I said, "This is going to be one of those races where it's going to come down to that four and five, mm-hmm. and." the last half mile of the race is what's going to win it. So go out there, run the first mile and a half, just like you have all year long and 
you get to that last half mile and empty the tank. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did. They ran it to perfection. Um, I actually was watching some tape, uh, the video on it, you know, uh, probably about a month ago. And my number four and five girl in that last half mile moved up about 20 spots. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Were, so, and that, and were those a couple of your young girls too? Yeah, they're, they're, both of them were freshmen. Wow, that's unusual. So, and there, there's a whole bunch yeah. of things that you said that was unusual there. Just the fact that you were, just the fact you were able to talk kids into running for competitive, you know, competitively run. Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive it's, in it's itself. It's not an easy thing to do, but oh, man. like I said, I've got I've got some good girls on my team that they can pretty much convince you to do anything, and um, <laughs> they're they're really good leaders, and so. Once I put them to a task, I mean, they're going to do anything they can to accomplish that. Yeah. So, Man, one of the I read, I think it was the the Ada newspaper uh, kind of interview with you, you and some of your girls afterwards. And one of the things I read in the interviews with your girls about that race was nearly every girl that the newspaper had talked to had mentioned something about pushing through the pain. Is that uh, is that something that you can that you can really coach, or is that something that kids have to have on their own? It's a little bit both. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of something that I actually um, started to implement in my practices this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we would do a hard, I wouldn't say hard workout, but a pretty pretty difficult workout. Mm-hmm. And then I would send them on a long, like three or four mile tempo run afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I was telling them the whole time, like, listen, you're in the middle of the race now. Now you've got to keep pushing. Mm-hmm. You're tired, you're hurting, now we gotta keep pushing. So their legs were already dead from the thousand meter repeats we were doing, and then we went out for a tempo run right after that. Mm, mm-hmm. And so it's kinda gearing them up for that that last push. Um, but again, it's it's a lot mental. I mean, yeah. if you can mentally push through that pain, and that that's something I try to get through to my girls, if you can push through that pain and shut that voice off in your head, the sky's the limit. Absolutely. I, I think I talked with Coach Bell. I think every track person I've had on, I've talked about that. To me, I mean, I'm just a recreational runner, and I just started running distance-wise probably about 15 years ago. But it's something – there's so many times in the middle of – you know those runs. You go on them, and you're just like uh, – you don't really feel it when you first go yep. out. And you just – you have to get that voice out of your head that says, I'm tired. Because there will be so many times I'll hit this one spot every run. It's this oh, yeah. kind of taller hill that we have over here, kind of where I run at. And I'll hit it, and I'll just – I'll be feeling fine or, you know, just any run. I hear that voice in my head, oh, you're tired now. You're tired now. And it wasn't until I kind of learned to, oh, you're not tired. That's just – you don't want to do it. And yeah, exactly. Once you can <laughs> kick that, I mean, like you said, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had a teammate in college. I ran at East Central, and – uh probably the best teammate I've had, Daniel Stone, who was a two-time All-American at East Central. Mm. Um, he had the philosophy that name that voice in your head. And yeah. that, that's something I've been passing on to my kids. I said, you've got to name that voice. You've got to own that voice. I said, it's just like a pet. If you, <laughs> First thing you do with your pet is you name it. That way you can control it and you own it. Hmm. Same thing with that voice in your head. Mm-hmm. Name it, own it, and control it. Yeah, I may have to start doing that myself. I don't know. I, I've got some names just popped in top, popped in my head right then, but I probably don't know the same. <laughs> now, going, uh, you coach track too, right? Correct. Now, going into track this spring and into cross country next fall, I mean, I know it's kind of two different sports there, but what's kind of the outlook for the programs? Uh, so, with our track program, um, 
we're a 4A school, but when it comes to athletics, I mean, turnout-wise, we're a 2A school just because we're mm-hmm. the biggest school in Oklahoma that doesn't have football. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our really good athletes end up going to Ada mm-hmm. to play football. Um, and so if one of the kids goes to Ada to play football, if yeah. he's got a si- sister, well, that sister's probably going to go to Ada too. And so we lose out on a lot of good athletes. Um, mm-hmm. Track-wise, we focus mainly on – just individual hey we're going to go out there and we're going to do the best we can as individuals Mm -hmm. Uh, we just don't have a big enough team to compete as a team yeah um so our main focus is hey we're going to use this to get ready for cross season there you go um if if i think the kid needs a little more speed i'm going to put you in the 400 800 this year if i think you need some more endurance then you're gonna run the mile two mile Mm -hmm. it's it's just one of those things where hey we're gonna do the best we can with the individuals we have yeah now, which uh, kind of goes into next the next couple of questions. How do you think that cross-country meshes, meshes with track? I think it meshes really well with track. Um, I, I think you can tell a lot from how they do in cross-country what they're going to be good at in track. Um, mm-hmm. my, my, my number four and five runner, my two freshmen, mm-hmm. They're more of a mid-distance runner, and uh, I, I know that. And so, when it comes to track season, hey, we're gonna we're gonna focus on that. And then, same thing with my some of my top runners. Hey, you're good two miler. Mm-hmm. We're gonna focus on that. Um, my number three girl, she's an 800 mile girl. And so, it's just one of those things where, just like any other sport, it, it's gonna help out with every sport. Absolutely, track is gonna help out with every sport. Cross country is gonna help out with every sport. Yeah. Now, I probably know the answer to this, but I'll go ahead and answer, ask it anyway. Which one do you prefer to train your kids for, for cross country or track? So for me, because I I literally am the only coach for cross country and track for boys and girls, high school and junior high. Mm-hmm. So I've got the whole gamut by mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, mm-hmm. cross country, because mm-hmm. it's easier. Everybody's doing the same workout. I can just do one workout with everyone and we're all – we're on the same page. Now, track comes along. I've got sprinters doing a workout, mid, mm-hmm. mid-distance doing one workout, distance kids doing one workout, and I've got my field events kids. And it's just I've got one assistant, um, but he's the head basketball coach, so doesn't know much about track. He's yeah. one of those guys that mm-hmm. I just put in place, hey, listen, here's what I need you to do with him. And he does a great job with what I tell him to do. It's just mm-hmm. it's so much harder with track with not enough personnel. Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, you kind of talked about a little bit of training earlier, like you were talking about the doing the tempo run after the hard workout. Do you do any type of, like, weight training with your cross-country? Um, so, at, with us not having football, we don't have that big of a weight room. Um, yeah. I want okay. to be able to do weight training. It's just we don't have the facilities to do it. Um, hmm. We have a weight room that has, I think, three benches in it two inclines and two squat racks wow yeah and so it with all the other sports trying to get in there at the same time it's mm. very very difficult to be able to get in the weight room mm. wow. so um track rolls around we do a lot more weight training because mm. there's not as much going on but it's it's very difficult during cross-country season to get in there because basketball is on the off season they're wanting the weight room yeah. and so yeah, that's kind of – for a 4A school to have a small weight room like yeah. that, that's kind of that's crazy. Yeah. Now, how much of training for cross-country is self-discipline? A, a ton of it. 
uh, I'd say 90% of it. Um, And that's one thing I I teach my junior high kids from the get-go. Listen, I can give you the tools to make you a great runner, but it's up to you on what you do with those tools. Mm -hmm. I can't make you run hard. Mm -hmm. I can't make you go out there and do the extra mileage on the weekends. I can tell you, hey, this is what you need to do. But if you don't do it, that's on you. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, we kind of talked about this when you were talking about getting the girls to come out for track or for cross country. How would you encourage someone that's not a distance runner to become a distance runner, kids or adults? Um, I just show them the lifestyle uh, advantages of it uh, health-wise. Yeah. Like it, it's something that you can do the rest of your life mm-hmm. and it will help prolong your life and give you a better quality life. Yeah, man, that's, it, it's one of those things like uh, I'll run. Uh, I'm not so much anymore because I've gotten older, but I, I used to run. I, last year, whenever we were below zero for those couple yep. of days, I was like, all right, I got to go out and run just to say I've run in, you know, negative degrees temperature outside. You know, it's just one of those things. I think people just don't understand what it's like whenever you actually get hooked on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, it's a thousand percent. Um, during COVID, I decided that year that we, we got out of school for COVID. I was like, you know what? I need to start getting back in shape. So I started running. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was getting getting pretty good shape. And then I was in the middle of a four-mile run and ended up tearing my plantar fascia. So I haven't been able to run again. <laughs> <laughs> Are you one of those but, that, like, just tapes it up and keeps going? Well, I, that was, that's why I ended up tearing it. So I was just like, you know what? I can I can push through the pain. It was hurting for about two or three weeks. I could push through and then it ended up completely turns so. yeah. oh man uh, yeah. talk a little bit about your time in the army and how you became a cross country and track coach from that okay um so i went to school at chisholm out in enid mm-hmm. um ran cross country track there i came from uh I had three brothers and older sister and i was the youngest of five and we all ran um ended up going to bacon my freshman year up in muskogee wasn't quite the fit that I was looking for. So my brother Steve was running down the East Central. And I decided I'm going to transfer down there and join him. Um, got down there and I, I was your typical undisciplined, hey, I'm going to school to have fun kind of kid. Mm-hmm. And ended up just dropping out of school. I uh, sat out for about a year or two and tried to figure out what I was going to do with my life and decided, you know what, I need to, need to join the military. So I went and joined the army um got the discipline that i needed i did uh two tours one in uh, kuwait and one in afghanistan and uh while i was in afghanistan i ended up getting medical uh medevac down there um spent about a year and a half down at fort sill going through a medical discharge during that time i was again trying to figure out all right what's what's the next chapter of my life um and so my brother steve was now the head cross-country and track coach at east central at that time and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to East Central, I'll finish my degree and kind of figure things out from there. And while I'm there, I'll help my brother coach. Mm-hmm. And so for about a year and a half, I helped him coach the track and cross country team there. And I loved it. Loved every single bit of it. Mm-hmm. And so I went into student teaching. I did my student teaching at Bing. And um, that was the fall of, I think, 2006. And um, 
cross country coach there, uh, Clint McGehey, was pretty much he was burnt out from coaching and was looking to get out and told me that hey you get done with student teaching this coaching job's yours if you want it <laughs> and it kind of just fell in my lap and it worked out yeah now if you don't mind talking about the the medical did you were you injured in yeah i uh a couple of ieds oh wow, oh, wow. yeah oh man uh so Boy, that, that's a story. You didn't want to talk about pushing through the pain. That's something you could always <laughs> – kid says they can't go anymore. You can always bring that up. Good yeah, goodness. yeah. Wow. Now, you you personally, do you compete in races anymore or you just run, leisurely run? Um, I I wanted to. I was going to – that's what I was starting to do when I was – during COVID was try to get back to check where I can compete. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, injuries set me back and – at this point, I haven't even been able to leisure run. I'm going to hopefully start back here soon, try to see how the foot's feeling. But no, yeah, you'll get hooked back on it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's the hardest part's getting started. I mean, it really is. Yeah, but it's like, you know, you run that first mile or so. You you probably, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to talk myself into running a half. Yeah. But, you know, to me, like, there'll be days I go out and, you know, a three miler nearly kills me. I'm sore for two or three days afterward. You right. know? And that's you know, as for me running, you know, I hadn't stopped running. So Yeah. And that, that's something I, I honestly I, I try to teach my kids. Um I my number one runner hit me up the other day because I told her, I said, like, I know you're still in basketball. It's like but it's time to start running again. I was like, You need to get out there and run a couple miles a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, she messaged me the other day and said, hey, I ran two miles, and I thought I was going to die. I was like, well, what'd you run? She's like, 6.30 pace. And I'm like, oh, my God. Why are you running at 6.30 pace? I was like, you need, to, you need to slow it down. Yeah, like, you're base training right now. We need to be 9, 9.30 pace just yeah. to get back into the routine of running every day. Goodness. You know, I'll run. I'll run there's this race I run every year. It's a 5K here in Stevens County. And I'll, you know – I'm 45 years old now, and I always – I've kind of quit doing this, but I'll go into it going, all right, I'm going to keep up with these young kids. You know, I did that like the – there was one year – it was during the COVID year. I was – I felt like I was – it was probably the best distance shape I'd been in. And I get up there, and I'm like, you know, I'm kind of surveying the territory, seeing who I'm going to have to compete against. And, boy, I take off. And there's this kid I'm trying to keep pace with. And, you know, he's probably a – I think he was a high school kid, and I, I learned my lesson pretty quick. About a mile, <laughs> about a mile and a half in, everything was hurting, man. Oh, oh man, yeah, just six thirty pace, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I would probably tear everything trying to keep up with that. Yeah. <laughs> now, coach, I got a uh, final question for you. Actually, it's a yep. it's a two parter. If and when, I'll go ahead and speak it into existence, when you get back into competitively running, uh, what would be your dream location to run a race in, and what would you want that distance to be? So it's always been on my bucket list to run the Boston Marathon. Mm, okay. And so that that's something that I've always wanted to do, and if I ever get back into that shape, that's where I'd want it to, to be. Oh, man. Yeah, I was talking to – I, I don't think I asked that question to, to Coach Bell, but I think I'd asked him about something about his uh, the coolest place he'd ever run in, and he talked about running that Grand Canyon. I can't. Oh remember. yeah. I was, and he was telling me about it, and I was like, dude, that's 
just the elevation, it's the the decline and the incline would be yeah. horrible. <laughs> yeah. It would be horrible. It would be one of those things once you got finished with it, you'd be like, yes, I did that. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, I, man, I, I appreciate you being on, and uh, I'll definitely be keeping up with uh, being track and cross country. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks to Coach Sawyer for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. A new episode comes out every Sunday on your favorite podcasting site. That includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and several others. And while you're there, check out some of my past episodes from Seasons 1 and 2. Chances are you'll see someone you want to hear from. And oh yeah, subscribe to the podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches, and that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.